What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The Super Media Bros podcast is a founding member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Isn't it wild how far the Evil Dead actually reached as far as influence? Not as wild to me as how, like, you can make it anything. Like, how it can translate into anything, how foolproof the whole concept is, and how it just sort of translates to whatever culture also. Welcome to the Super Media Bros Podcast, where two best friends give comedically informative takes on movies, music, pro wrestling, and more. I'm Richie. I'm Devin. And we are rolling forward in Spooky Media Bros 2023 with episode 296. This is a cult cinema Saturday. This week, we are talking about Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder and Hell, a.k.a. the Japanese Evil Dead. This is a very uh, short but very packed movie that is essentially a Japanese retelling remake, whatever you want to call it, of The Evil Dead. And it's got just enough originality about it to kind of separate it, but you can absolutely see every bit of what they pulled from The Evil Dead. Now, a little bit of background before we jump into the bulk of the film itself, because I've actually waited to tell you about um, <laughs> about a lot of this shit just because yeah. I want your fucking like, legit reaction to this. So. The Evil Dead was such a fucking huge hit overseas, and a lot of Italian filmmakers were influenced by a lot of this shit, and it led to a lot of unofficial sequels. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of the film La Casa. No. Okay, well, that actually wound up becoming like a seven-film series, and it was yeah, it was an unofficial, they were unofficial sequels to the original Evil Dead. Are they good? Okay, they're all right, but like... Imagine how you had all the Italian zombie films that had come out where it was just like, okay, these were supposed to be sequels to like Night of the Living Dead and all right, that other right. shit. Okay. So you have stuff like that, and then you had shit like Evil Dead Trap, but you also had a lot of shit that was in America, like the United States, that were that was made like a Frostbiter, Wind Beast, Savage Harvest, Demon Wind, Chill Factor, like all these fucking movies that were influenced by the Evil Dead. This one fucking guy. I don't want to fuck his name up. <laughs> Shinichi Fukuzawa is the dude. He's to kind of throw it to a comedy bit. He's kind of like the Japanese Tommy Wiseau in this sense, because this motherfucker wrote, directed, edited, shot, starred in visual effects like the whole fucking nine. Dude did this movie. He was the crew. He was right. the guy. And it's kind of one of those things where. Yeah, you can tell that, like, 
it wasn't a professional behind any of this. But for one, they they may do with everything that they were given, like everything that they had to work with. Number two, it was a distinct vision. Like it was very unique. Like there's some shots that it has this really like analog horror-esque filter over it. Kind of gave it that kind of vibe. Bro, I fucking loved that. I'll give you some history behind all that shit. So in 1995, this is whenever he had planned on doing this shit, okay? He found out that his dad was going to be demolishing their old house in Tokyo. And so he was just like, you know, I could use this to shoot this fucking movie in. And this is his debut feature. So it's like, okay, location on lock. He decides I'm going to do all this shit myself. And the budget was kind of up in the air, obviously. Like if you've seen, Mm -hmm. if anybody out there has seen this movie, which it's available on Tubi to watch for free, or it's available through visual vengeance to buy, which I suggest buying because it's, it's fucking fun. He shot this movie on eight millimeter. He wanted to shoot it on 60 millimeter or a beta cam, but he had like no fucking money to do this shit. And he had no like way of processing dailies like right after shooting. So he blindly went and shot the whole fucking thing. And it turned right. But it turned out that the shit that he shot didn't work at all. So he had to scrap it and completely start over again. But now he can't get the people that he worked with to be there consistently for the shoot. So much like the first Evil Dead, how it took four fucking years to make Mm -hmm. and how they had to like, because you can visually see Bruce Campbell age in that movie. Yeah, yeah. So they had to do like what, you know, the Raimi and Campbell and Rob Tapper universe referred to as like the fake shimps, like, you know, from fucking Three Stooges. They call anybody has to be a stand in a fake shimp or whatever. So Fukuzawa had to fucking shoot whatever he could with what he had. And it took him another seven years to process and digitize the footage, edit it, add all the post-production effects in, and then another fucking two years until he could release it. So yeah. So altogether 17 fucking years to put this out. I would love to see a before and after picture of this man. Like, like the aging, he probably fucking stress yes. aged this entire time. That's what I'm saying. But what's really ridiculous is like you can see where certain pickup shots happened in this movie. Right. And you can see him like he's got like a clean shaven face in one shot, a five o'clock shadow in another. Again, very parallel to Bruce Campbell, which makes this fucking work as a remake of this movie. Well, not even just that, but his fucking facials like he looked like a Japanese Bruce Campbell. He really fucking did. And I, let's get into the movie, dude, because yeah. goddamn. Okay. It opens up with this guy, which he plays his own father in this movie because it's supposed to be, you know, years before or whatever. I love that you immediately were like, bro, the fit. Yeah, it, it's absolutely Bruce Campbell. The thing is, is like it was almost immediately apparent that he really did look like him and had the mannerisms. I mean, I didn't read anything about this movie, but I can almost guarantee that he spent hours in the mirror practicing mimicking his facials like and reactions and things like that. Yeah, and it's it's very obvious because he makes he makes them over and over again. Yeah. Over and over again, but almost to a T though. It's funny as hell. Oh, yeah. No. And and he gets the 
style of humor that is in the Evil Dead franchise. Yeah, there's like slapstick, but it's like Japanese slapstick in a yeah. way too, which is fucking great because Japan, like the culture over there, there's just like its own sense of humor and mm. it's very reaction based. Right. And I fucking love that. So Shinji, who he plays a character named Shinji in this movie, which is the main character. So in the 1970s, his dad kills his lover that is possessed by a ghost in the house. And it's reminiscent of Ash and Linda. Yes, it is. So like, there's even some shots where she's licking the knife that she fucking, you know, tried to stab him with and all this other stuff. And he winds up like quote, accidentally (laughs) killing her. And it's the whole bit where Bruce Campbell, but you know, he had that necklace that he gave Linda or whatever. Mm. So he, like the necklace comes into play where the spirit actually like goes into the chain. And it's a whole kind of like shot for shot thing of like when Bruce Campbell's digging the grave outside of the cabin, but they don't go outside of the cabin. He's like, you know what? I'm just going to use this shovel and I'm going to pry up this tatami floor and I'm going to ax the shit out of the wood underneath it. And we're just going to, we're just going to bury her under the house. That had to have been a result of everybody being like, you want to go outside and do this? No, everybody's going to stare at us. We live in the suburbs. Nobody thinks we're shooting a movie here. It might look like a snuff film. Like, what yeah, the fuck, like, dude? I, I I can see why they did that. I, I could, too. It, it just, it's funny, because, like, imagine him going outside, like, and they're shooting all this. And, like, the, the practical effects are so good in this at a lot of points where I would have believed, like, bro, you, did, uh, did I just see this man burying this woman? Yeah. Is she dead? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was fucking cool, though. Also... We've said a number of times that we wish horror movies looked a little bit more dirty and grimy and old and shit. This is perfect. Like, and, and the thing is, is it came from Visual Vengeance. Okay, that's who's distributing this. I looked at their website. It's a goldmine of movies like this. So it's kind of like, well, what the fuck? You mean I could have had exactly what I was asking for the whole time? Like, I just, I didn't know about this. Yeah, and what I think is funny about this entire shit is that when we reviewed Lost Faith, uh huh. I, I know I know you remember that, because, like, unfortunately, we had to fucking sit through that shit, which, it was fun. I fucking, yeah. like, I say unfortunately, it was a lot of fun, because, I mean, we put that with uh, Champagne and Bullets, which is another, like, catastrophe of a movie that's great. <laughs> uh, so, Lost Faith is also a prime example of what this movie is which is the shot on video genre where all these movies were literally shot on vhs yeah so visual vengeance uh, did a great job in bringing this back and it's still like it's much more of a clear like look at it but there's still very much the roughness of it that's what i love that grainy like like it's clear you you know what you're looking at at all times but I just love the aesthetic. Yeah, I do too. And it gets a lot more um, stylistically charged, if you will, mm-hmm. like as the movie progresses, which I fucking love. So after the spirit enters the chain, we, we just kind of cut to the present, which if you don't, if you don't pay attention, like it, you'll find out later that it's the future. But if you don't pay attention, you're just like, man, this guy really just killed this bitch. And now he's all <laughs> happy and shit. Like, cause, cause it's the same guy playing, you know, his, yeah. you know, his son. And you're like, man, he just, he really just killed this fucking chick. And now he's all happy and shit. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, it threw me off at first, which I had to laugh, dude. Cause like, um, it opens on Shinji just getting ripped. Yeah. In his fucking basement in his house. 
Okay, if you're working out in blue jeans, you're kind of a tool. You're kind of a douchebag. But for some reason in a movie, whether it's action or horror, if the dude is working out, pumping iron, no shirt with blue jeans, for some reason, it's like baller as fuck. I don't know why, but it just looks cool on film. It looks trashy, but yeah. like but like in that fucking way where you're just like, this dude fucks. Especially if you got the fucking belt on with the jean. Oh, dude, that man is slaying some cat. And, and it turns out that the chick that he's with, they're not even dating at this point because they, they, they start walking like she calls him, which, oh, my fucking God, I forgot about this. This phone is ringing. Dude, there like, ain't no voicemail on that bitch. Hell no. And like, this is like 1995. I'm assuming like, you know, some of these shots are from 95. And then some of them are probably from like 96. Whenever he had to reshoot the fucking 96. So you're, you're speaking in like. But what I'm saying is the phone is like archaic as shit, comparatively speaking to yeah. what we have now. But, but I'm saying like, was that not a thing back then? No, it definitely was. But what okay. cracks me the fuck up is that. It's just taking forever, and he <laughs> knows it's ringing. He's got to get his reps in, my boy. He's just looking at it like, <laughs> and he finally fucking picks it up, and then we get introduced to um, his girlfriend, and she's walking with him along this fence line, and she's like, oh, you know, so what have you been up to? And he's just like, oh, I, I quit my job. <laughs> and she's like, when? He's like, like a year ago. And she's just like, what the fuck? Like, she's just looking up. It's like, so, so, so what are you doing with your life? And he's like, I've just been working out in the basement for like six months. And he's like, flexing muscles. He's like, I've been working out again. See? And it's just like, dude, that, this is why she left your ass. Yeah, for real. It's like, what are you doing with your life? Back in 1995, before like social media influencing was a thing. It's like, my boy, what are you doing to pay rent? And that's the thing. He talks about how he's like, well, my parents passed away and like, I don't, I don't really have anything to do and I don't have anybody to care for, but like, I'm working out. Yeah, like, it was at that moment I had to ask, okay, the title of this movie, is that a direct translation? I'm pretty fucking sure. That's it's just, awesome. it's funny as fuck. I love that. I love that he was just like, so I want to do a Japanese evil dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's awesome. What do you call it, though? Because the Evil Dead is such a perfect title. It's like, I don't know, bodybuilder, bloody muscle bodybuilder in hell. Uh, okay. Yeah. Because the Evil Dead wasn't known as the Evil Dead in certain markets. It was actually called Dance of the Devil in certain markets, too. Damn. Okay. Yeah. So, like, there's a lot of different shit. Pro there's probably a reason why he was like, oh, bloody muscle bodybuilder in hell. You never know, man. They might have like made reference to Bruce Campbell's chin over there. And he's just like, well, I don't have the chin, but I've got the biceps. So, yeet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, dead ass though. The Evil Dead. What a perfect title. It was supposed to be called The Book of the Dead at first. But, yeah. then, you know, the, the marketers were like, oh, that's not going to sell really well. And he's like, oh, fuck, whatever. The Evil Dead, whatever. And, and he didn't like that title, but they fucking went with it. And then the rest is fucking history, as apparent with uh, this fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Micah is, is, is his girlfriend. So mm -hmm. Micah is a journalist and she's filming reports about haunted houses. And she remembers that his dad's house, like, had like some paranormal shit going on there because he shows her like this picture and it's just this big face in the window and i'm like bro if i f if i saw a window 
that big from that far away with a face that just took the whole goddamn shit up to the point where only half the fucking face is able to fit in the window. The whole thing. <laughs> Why would you go in there? Yeah. Like, you know, like some people are like very sensitive to this shit. Like they see it or whatever. But like, if I'm sitting there going, you see this shit too, right? Yeah. You want to go in there? Fuck. No, I don't want to go in there. That's some white people shit, bro. It, but white people. It fucking really is, man. It's like, yeah, let's go in there. Fuck it. Fucking Caucasian activities, bro. Mm-hmm. God damn. But Shinji is a skeptic here, okay? So yeah. he initially is, like, fucking with her for wanting to take a medium in there. And as soon as they get in there, you start seeing, like, some more shots where, like, when the door opens, it's almost the same shot as whenever they open the cabin for the first time in the first Evil Dead movie. Right, yeah. Camera angles and everything. There's a lot of camera angles, obviously, influenced by Raimi. And then the movie kind of kicks into gear. Right here, it, not, not that the movie ever has any like lulls in it because, like you mentioned while we were watching this, it's a 62 minute runtime, but there's no time wasted in this. Call it some 41 because it's all killer, no filler. Yeah, dude. I'm telling like, you, fuck, man, like it's so much packed in at such a rapid pace that it's almost like, fuck, how long is this goddamn movie? It's 62 minutes. I'm telling you, dude, it's not it's not a long fucking film, and it feels longer than 62 minutes because there's so much happening. Yeah, but that's not to say that it's boring no. or anything. It's just like you just rethink all of the imagery and the dialogue and everything. And it's like, no, there's no way it's just over an hour. Right. But when they go in the fucking house... The medium is the only one that actually notices that there's a spirit in the fucking house and he gets knocked out by a fucking clock that just falls off the wall and you just you just hear fucking thunk, and he's just like oh, 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 oh. and he just falls the fuck down and he he I wakes up in the I so know much. dude it's so ridiculous <laughs> I fucking love anything from Japan that does that shit I don't know why. It's, it's the reaction shit. Yeah, dude. So he fuck, he wakes up in the car that's out there, and uh, he becomes possessed by the spirit of the father's lover. And this is where the whole shit just, everything fucking ensues from here. So, like, the house starts, like, this is all the um, Evil Dead references where, like, the doors are locking on their own, the windows are shutting, the doors are shutting and then the medium, which I love the makeup effects where it slowly goes from his natural skin tone to like this real bluish gray hue all over him, which it's makeup, obviously. But dude, he's like fucking with him real bad, like giggling the whole fucking time and like beating the shit out of him. He's fucking like trying to stab him with a knife. And oh, there's a reference to when Shelly gets stabbed in the Evil Dead and she's like screaming for that really prolonged period of time i'm surprised to say this i enjoyed some of the digital blood that they did i did too because it's very charming like they didn't do a lot of um the cg because it, like they couldn't afford he couldn't afford to do it a right. lot but like the little bit that was done i think it's also in conjunction with how the film grain was and how yeah. really low budget it is is what makes it charming because there's a lot of visual effects com like combined uh, in post. Like there's there's shots where he had to use like still imagery and then put 
like you know uh, filming like a hand coming up into the frame over a still imagery just to make it look like this chick's like eating like flesh and dude that was one of the coolest shots i've i, I saw like that i was really enjoying this feels like and it, it was it, like obviously it was shot in the 90s and shit but like is it weird to say that like some of this stuff felt like um a very extremely low budget tool music video in certain shots i can see that yeah i was trying to pinpoint it like i said it gives me analog horror vibes that's exactly like the subgenre that it does teeter on like with the um shot on video vibes for sure yeah shot on video and plus like like you said like it's a steel image but then something actually moving that but it's like layered over or under it and they do it so sparingly that it's kind of like when it does happen you appreciate it if you made a whole movie about that it'd get old fast but it almost like grabs your attention because you forget oh yeah they do this effect using it sparingly with all the splatter effects that were fucking done by hand mind you like a yeah. lot of this shit like even there is some uh, stop motion stuff here and there too again that's what makes it fucking charming is that they mixed it up so well it mm -hmm. didn't feel like a one trick pony and it didn't feel like oh they're reusing this gag or they're doing this it's like dude that, there's so much shit happening yeah you know there's even you know the references to when he uh, has to axe him up but what cracks me up is when they start getting towards the end of the film but we'll talk about that when we come back from our break you're listening to the super media bros on the odd pods media network judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Don't go anywhere. Once upon a time, boring. It was the best of times. It was the worst. You got that right. What's your problem? We want new stories. Hi, it's Frankie. And Garrett. And we host the Ever-Trending Story, a weekly podcast where we bring to life a fictional story created by our own minds and some of the hottest, craziest trends from the internet. Find us wherever you download podcasts and be sure to join the fun on social media at EverTrendingPod. All right, let's get to the back half of this. 
So he winds up seeing the ghost of his dad. Shinji sees the ghost of his father, right? And this is kind of a direct pull from uh, Professor Nobi showing up in Evil Dead 2, which I should point out that even though this movie is uh, influenced by the first film, it absolutely pulls like some elements of the second film with the uh, decapitated head of the, uh, the medium having a hand under its neck, like running it around the room and shit. He must have pumped this fucker full of like 70 shotgun shells at one Bro, point. Bro, it was to the point where I was like, <sighs> like you got to forgive it at some point, but oof. Yeah, like you, you want to forgive it, but also continuity management. Please. Yeah, but he probably wasn't thinking. He's probably like, I got to get this fucking movie finished. Do, do you think like, and I'm not trying to seem like a know-it-all, but do you think he knew that shotguns only hold so many rounds or do you think he thought it was just like a pistol? I mean, this particular shotgun probably could hold like a few shells at a time, but not this, not as many as he was just firing off. But I mean, that's neither here nor there at this point. It's just the funniest shit ever. Yeah. Just like, it's like, it's like Duke Nukem levels of unloading a fucking <laughs> shotgun into somebody yeah. for real, which he does like a couple of the lines like groovy and like, um, yeah. In couple, English, mind you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, come get some and all this other shit, baby. You know, Dude, like that I was shit. about to say baby, yeah. And then when he says groovy, he's like, Groovy. Like, you know what he fucking said? It was so fucking great. He said it with a little extra 70s. Yeah, he's like, groovy. It's like, yeah, dude. But he gets visited by the ghost of his father. And I fucking had to crack up right here. So the dad is like, it's pulled like how Professor Nobi visits from Evil Dead 2. Mm-hmm. And the fucking dad is like sitting there. And he's just like, this woman is out of her mind. You have to kill her. She tried to kill me and I accidentally killed her. And she's pissed off and blah, blah, blah. She's crazy. And I'm like, you gaslighting motherfucker. I <laughs> know you were breaking up with her and she fucking was possessed. <laughs> that shit's fire, dude. He just sit there. It's like, this bitch is crazy as hell. And, and like the son's like, uh-huh. Yeah. Like, okay. I know what I have to do. And she's like, you deserve to fucking die. You gaslit this one. You- nah, dude, he's going to be immortal in that fucking TV. I forgot he was in the TV when that yeah. shit happens. Like, bro, like looking like a fucking Zordon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, he had the filter on and everything. Dude, fucking popped up Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> like Shinji probably sitting there. What the fuck is this? <laughs> fucking awesome, dude. A little bit about right too. Cause the power Rangers were out like in big during that time. Oh my God. How that's fucking probably, hilarious. That's probably what he was doing. Because you got to realize Super Senpai was like, that was, yeah. He's probably like, dude, let's, let's fucking mix all of this. Jesus Christ. But I, it's, it's I have funny. nothing to base that on, by the way. That's just an assumption. Yeah. And I mean, there, there's like some Hellraiser references and like the thing from another world references. But my God, that's fucking hilarious. Like his fucking Zordad. There you go. Yeah, dude. Like fucking Zordad. That's fucking sick. Oh my God. So. He's like, yeah, oh, she's fucking crazy. Gotta kill. He's like, all right, cool, whatever. So he dismembers the body, doesn't do shit. He fucking shoots it a bunch, doesn't do shit. And then he's like, yeah, the only, uh, the only thing that can destroy the ghost is in the basement of the house. And this motherfucker, Shinji, realizes it's my muscles and my dumbbells. Bruh, I fucking... It was at this moment I was like, yeah, I'm buying something from this company because if all of the movies are like this, count me in. I literally got 
excited watching you watch this because look, you know, look y'all like between like Devin and I, the, this, this dude is in like the, this dude is in gym shape. Okay. Like I'm losing weight, but this dude's in fucking gym Thank shape. You. So Thank I'm you. laughing my ass off. Cause like I see the light in this man's <laughs> eyes when this motherfucker starts being like, it's my muscles. And he fucking flexes and the shirt is ripping. I can see this dude just fucking <laughs> shedding a tear and getting a fucking erection at the same time. <laughs> He's just fucking like, oh, dude. Like, I was like, that's a man. He, he's sitting there watching it, saying this shit, fucking crying, fucking boner, pulling this fucking website up. Like, I'm buying every goddamn movie on this website. <laughs> like, I've never seen you this happy in my fucking life watching some garbage ass shit. Dude, because it's the stupidest shit known to man. But it's also just like, dude, this is the kind of content I live for. I'm so glad we're doing this movie for fuck's sake. <laughs> this shit was fucking gas, dude. It's fun as hell, man. Like, cause he, he does all this flexing shit. He rips it. his shirt just comes off and he's just, he's still just like, I'm flexing. He's like muscles. And he's just like, there's smoke billowing into the room from <laughs> fucking nowhere. He's just like ripped his shit. So he rolls up into the house portion out of the basement with a, uh, with a barbell fucking weight plates that one he just fucking throws into this bitch's face like so <laughs> like hard frisbee. dude fucking captain america that bitch oh jesus fuck knocks the piss out of her and he's got the barbell strapped to his back and and a shotgun then he's got like this crossbow which he fucking takes the barbell and and pulls it back and, and fires it through this chick's fucking mouth <laughs> Which she looks like a Muppet at this point. Dude. Like she'd been beat that like the deadite of you know the the fucking priest had been beat to fuck. I would love a Muppets remake of the Evil Dead. But only Bruce Campbell is the one that stays the same. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I forgot. His girlfriend gets bit and possessed. And I I swear we've watched the most disgusting fucking shit before, but like your reaction to when he sucks the shit out of her neck? Well, it wasn't the fact that he sucked it out. It was whenever he spit it out. It's like, it's like a water, but it was like this purple grayish black. Like, I don't know what it was, but the very next shot was like a wound with pus. And I was like, and I was like oh, that's fine. But the shot before where he was spitting out like this weird, like almost velvet water. And for some reason, when he spit it out, I just got... This weird, uncomfortable feeling. I don't know. It looked like dirty dishwater without suds. Yeah. It just, something about it just kind of, it made my skin crawl. Yeah, it was, it was pretty fucking disgusting, honestly. I, I'll, I will admit that. Like, and, and in the pus shot, like, that's the thing. It's like all the visual effects, it looked gross. Like, even yeah. like the guts and the meat that was coming out of this motherfucker. Oh, God. I can handle pus, though. Maybe it's because before bed, sometimes I watch pimple popping videos. Dude, I know so many people that watch Dr. Pimple Popper. It, it, it's so satisfying. I know. People find that shit fascinating and satisfying at the same fucking time. Yeah. Maybe it's because of that, or maybe also because, like, it's pus and blood. I know what that is. That's natural. That That weird liquid, that's not natural. What the fuck is that? Correct. Yeah, I get that. He winds up destroying the demon with fucking dumbbells. He he basically just curb stomps this bitch with a <laughs> fucking plate and her eyeballs pop out and there's teeth and fucking blood and shit everywhere. And you're just like, what the fuck? You pump this fucker full of lead 
you axed it. But any, I'm, I'm talking like blew half its face off. But yeah. you know, I'm gonna stomp it, and that that's what's gonna do it. I'm gonna fucking stomp it because uh, once the priest fucking dies, it's it's this chick, it's, it's this the lover that just takes full form because mm-hmm. she comes out of the fucking the chain or whatever. And he sucks the venom or the poison or whatever out of out of Mika, and she's okay. Or Micah, and she's okay. And the ending shot is pretty much like uh, how the originally again uh, how the Evil Dead was, where Ash walks outside and it's like daylight and shit. You couldn't see shit into or out of the house because the windows were all boarded up and shit. So you couldn't tell if it was nighttime or daytime while you're in the mm. house. And the first thing I thought was. How jarring would it be to like, like, cause we're the, stu- the studio we're sitting in right now, like our, our home studio, there's no light coming into the room. And if you just stayed in here, you wouldn't know if it was like day or night. If you didn't look at a clock. Yeah. Imagine just we're in here for, I don't know how long. And then you just walk outside. It's like, Oh fuck. It's daytime. Jesus Christ. Like it blinds a piss out of you. That that's actually happened. That one time we did, uh, Veronica. Oh my fucking god. Yeah, we okay, so we like, go back and listen to this episode. This was like uh proto Super Media Brothers right now. Yeah. Where uh we we did Veronica versus Cradle of Fear. And dude, we did that at five in the fucking morning. Cause like you showed up at eight o'clock that night and we didn't record until probably like close to like four thirty, five o'clock. Cause we watched both movies back to back and bullshitted for like hours. Yeah. Cause at the time I was going through a breakup and I just needed to just get so much shit off my chest. Like I had a fucking full blown therapy session in your kitchen <laughs> and you were just like, it's going to be all right, man. So anyway, cradle of fear. And I'm like, not now. <laughs> you you got to admit that that was that, that that took your mind off of it a little. It bit. did. It yeah, did. I figured. So they they leave the house and it's like daytime, and that's the end of the movie. Like they're walking and they're like, "Oh God!" Like I could tell that dude was just like, "Fuck, it's daytime." Jesus, how long were we in there? Probably like days. They were probably yeah. in there for like fucking days. And then the movies. I mean, the movie ends and it's over with before you really know it. The way you looked at me, like when it ended, I was like, this did its job. I'm happy you enjoyed it as much as you did. I mean, I figured you would, but like, I know it's kind of hit or miss with some of the movies that we watch. Cause like, honestly, we either like, we really enjoy all the shit we talk about, but it is fun to trash some of whatever yeah. it, it, it means roasted. You know yeah. what I mean? This, this movie is definitely roastable in certain ways, but I appreciate I know you do too. I appreciate the fuck out of the grind that this motherfucker put into yeah. making and getting this out because when it initially got released in 2012, dude, it was on fucking DVDRs. Wow. Yeah. Only a hundred. He only had a hundred copies on DVDR. Then he found a production company that put the movie in stores in 2014, and it was oh, it was kind of successful in Japan. And then they had an international release in 2017 with terracotta distribution out of the United Kingdom. And then there was like a DVD release in 2018, but like it literally was not until Visual Vengeance got a hold of it and put it out last year that we have like the cleanest looking cut of this film and the most widely distributed copy of this film. And it deserves to be fucking seen. It absolutely is a cult film. It is 100% DIY to yeah. a T. I, again, I love the fact that this dude just 
He went, he fucking went through it to get this put out, man. Yeah, he did. And it came out pretty fucking cool. Like, I enjoyed it. I did too. It's definitely a movie to collect. Like, if you're a film collector and you like stuff like this, it belongs on your shelf. And it should be watched every fucking October. At least every October. Come back next week. Uh, we're going to be talking about Ghosts Opus Eponymous, which is their debut album on Rise Above Records. I feel like this is one of those albums that is uh, fitting for a spooky month because of all of their albums, I feel like it is the most evil. Yeah, I could see that. And then we won't see you guys after that until actual Halloween day. Like, it's not going to be a Saturday release. We're actually going to release this episode on the 31st of October. It is the Five Nights at Freddy's movie from Bloomhouse, which has been oh, in shit. the works for fucking years. It will premiere on Peacock and theaters at the same time. So if you want to watch that movie in the theaters or watch it in the comfort of your own house and then check our review out on Halloween, fucking do it. So that's what we got rolling out for you guys for the rest of this month. Also, I should note, because it is a big fucking deal, our 300th episode is coming up in November. God damn. I know. We got a little something humorous and on the nose planned for that shit, so we'll reveal it when the time comes. Yes, sir. But god damn, it's going to be a fun one. Yeah. Visit SuperMediaBrosPodcast.com for past, present, and future episodes. Check out all the other shows on the Odd Pods Media Network by visiting oddpodsmedia.com. Subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on social media, leave us a rating and review at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, and Podchaser. Yeah, if you're listening to this on YouTube, just you know, scroll up and leave some comments and tell us what you liked about this movie if you've seen it or if you've never seen it. Tell us how much uh, we ruined it for you because we talked about it. <laughs> really, anything is fun. You could, you could leave a comment with a middle finger that we will probably not see because YouTube will flag it. That's so stupid. Yeah, I know. Anyway, let's bounce out this motherfucker. I bet. I got, I got, I got to go pop up some tatami flooring and um, I got to take care of that dead body in the corner. It's been just fucking sitting there for a couple days. I got to listen to the stained album again. Rotate that bitch. Yes, sir. This has been episode 296, Cult Cinema Saturday, Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder in Hell, a.k.a. the Japanese Evil Dead. Until next week, I'm Richie. I'm Devin. Shades on. We're off.